Hello and thank you for logging on to the Memory Gauge, your new favourite Digimon card game podcast. I'm your host Connor and in this week we are talking about those cards that just don't seem to get played very often but which can have a huge impact in the right deck. Those diamonds in the rough. First, every week I ask you a listener question and every week one answer gets a shout out on the show. So last week I asked, what's the win condition of your deck? What card or combo gets you the W? Shout out to Matei Dolenk who answered, Yellow deck, erase everything with minus DP effects before the opponent can get set up. Thank you to everybody who contributed. And remember, we have all the details for how you could receive a shout out on the show at the end of the episode. And finally, before we get started, some live streaming announcements first. This Friday, February 12th at 9am Pacific Standard Time, I will be on H Gaming's live stream of the USA vs. Spain webcam tournament, commentating the matches alongside Senaku. I'm very excited to be involved. It's sure to be a great day. There's going to be some awesome matches, and be sure to check it out. There's going to be a link to the stream in the show notes, and on Twitter, and in the Facebook group, so you'll be able to find it really easily. Make sure you're there. Check it out. And finally, this Friday, Feb 12th, at 7pm Eastern Standard Time, so later on in the day, I will be live streaming a booster box opening to celebrate the release of Special Booster version 1.0. There'll be Q&As, there'll be plenty of Digimon cards, and there's even going to be some giveaways exclusive to those who tune in, so make sure to get onto twitch.tv slash EFMG. I hope to see you all there. Remember, 7pm Eastern Standard Time. And now for our main topic. Now every colour in the Digimon card game has staple cards. These are cards that go in every deck. These are your cards like Gaia Force, Hammer Spark, Flower Cannon. Those cards that... When you're building a deck, you need to think of reasons not to include it rather than the other way around, thinking of reasons to put it in. And there are cards that, while not staples, they're known to be good. So any level 4 that digivolves for 1, for instance, is good. But some cards fly under the radar and they might not reach the level of staple or they might not even reach the level of being a known card. But in the right deck, these cards can do some real work. And I would say that sometimes they can even be the best card in the right deck. Today, I would like to talk about these hidden gem cards, what they are, and why you should consider playing them more often. Now, a few notes before we begin. First, this list is subjective. It is my opinion. The cards I'll be talking about today are cards that I personally don't see a lot at the game table and which I personally, based on my experiences, believe to be very good in the right deck. That doesn't mean that no one plays these cards. I've never claimed to have perfect knowledge. So please, if a famous top tier deck does happen to use these cards, just be polite when you're telling me that I'm wrong. If you use these cards, just be polite when you're telling me that I got it completely backwards, okay? And additionally, these cards are not necessarily good in every deck. If they were, they would be staples. These are cards that can be strong if they're used at the right time in the right deck. I'm going to be saying that over and over again, so please don't blame me if you decide to shove all the blue cards I talk about today into your blue Omni list and then they sit dead in your hand every game. And with that out of the way, we are going to start, and we are going to start with red. 
we're starting off this episode with one of my personal favorite cards, Gravity Crush. Gravity Crush is a zero-cost option card with no security effect, which is a bit of a bummer, but its main effect reads, Gain 2 memory. At the end of your turn, lose 2 memory. This is a memory borrower as an option card. As we've seen with Blue and with Hammerspark, gaining memory is a hugely powerful effect in this game. It can change a turn where you can only play a single card into a turn where you can play two effects, two cards. You can Digivolve and you can attack with that Digimon. Two memory is a big swing in your favor and this often happens when your opponent isn't expecting it. They can't see it on board. They can't get rid of the, it because it's not a memory borrower Digimon. They can't interact with it. And having to lose two memory at the end of a turn is tough, but there's ways to mitigate that. And unlike your opponent, you can be ready for it because you know that it's coming. I would really consider playing Gravity Crush in your red decks. Every time I bring it out, it causes my opponent to stop and be like, what the heck is that? I was not ready for you to have three memory, four memory, whatever it might be. Then next on our list of red hidden gems is Radiation Blade. This one probably not as hidden, but Radiation Blade is a three memory option card with no security effect and a main effect that reads, up to two of your Digimon gain security attack plus one until the end of your turn. That means that you could take out up to four security in one turn with two Digimon. And again, one of the main advantages of Radiation Blade is the unexpected. The security mechanic in the Digimon card game requires players to carefully weigh their moves against how many security they stand to lose, how many blockers do I play, how many attacks do I make, etc. Radiation Blade throws off that calculation. Your opponent might have been prepared to risk two security, but four is a whole other ball game and it can throw them onto the defensive and give you the edge. The downside to Radiation Blade is the expense. Three memory is a lot to spend on a one-time effect that doesn't add a body to the board. But in a deck that's planning to spend a lot of memory, maybe it's got memory tamers, maybe it even has gravity crush, Radiation Blade can be a game-changing effect. And now we move on to blue. First, an option card that I really enjoy and I've got a lot of use out of in my blue deck, Mad Dog Fire. Mad Dog Fire is an option card that costs one memory, and its main effect reads, one of your Digimon gains plus 3000 DP for the turn, and its security effect reads, trigger draw one, so draw a card, then add this card to its owner's hand. Now, I think that cards that pump your Digimon's DP temporarily are a little bit underrated, because they don't stick around, but plus 3000 is a significant boost. It can help you to take out an opponent's Digimon that they thought was safe, they were willing to attack with it, or they you can make it safer for you to swing into your opponent's security. And one memory is a great cost for an option card because the nature of the game means at the start of your turn, you're always going to have at least one memory. And that means that you'll always have the chance to play Mad Dog Fire and then attack. The security effect is also great because it gives you card advantage, it adds a card to your hand, and then you also get to add Mad Dog Fire to your hand, and then you get to use it later. And what I love about cards that are revealed and then added to your hand is because your opponent has to play around it. It's a piece of information from your hand that they have, but you know that they have it. It's not something they've worked out. It's something that they've seen, and you know they've seen. And if you're really into the mind game aspect of your trading card games, this can get real in-depth. I'm not going to go into that now, but knowing what your opponent knows can really put you into a good position sometimes. 
And now our next blue card is V Nova Blast. V Nova Blast is an option card that costs two and it reads, one of your Digimon gains jamming for the turn. Jamming is a keyword that stops a Digimon from being able to be deleted by a security Digimon. It says this Digimon cannot be deleted in battle with security Digimon. So jamming is an awesome keyword because it means that any of your Digimon, even the weakest, even a 1000 DP Digimon, can attack into the security stack safely and know that it's not going to die to a security Digimon. And that can be really good because when you're attacking with your weakest Digimon and your opponent flips a Gaia Force, they don't want to use Gaia Force to destroy your 1000 DP Digimon. So that puts them into an uncomfortable position. Now, when you're getting closer to a win and you need to make sure your Digimon is going to survive an attack, V Nova Blast can get you there. That said, this is the card that I was thinking of when I specified that some of these cards are only going to work in specific decks. Only a few decks need this card, but those that do are going to make great use of it. Now, let's move on to yellow. And our first promotional card, our first card is Patamon P005. So the code for this Patamon is P005. This is a full cost yellow level three Digimon with 2000 DP and an on play effect that says, if you have one or fewer security cards, trigger recovery plus one. Now this is a great card that can get you out of a tight spot, similar to Magnadramon, which is an 11 cost yellow card that gives you recovery plus two if you have three or less security. But what I like about Patamon is that although it's more limited and more last minute than Magnadramon, it's a bit more of a Hail Mary pass because it only works when you're at one or zero security. It also represents a smaller swing on the memory gauge as it only costs four. So you're giving your opponent less memory to play with, less things that they can do before the turn comes back to you and you get that chance to bring things back. Now, I think that there's certain places that you're going to want to play Patamon over Magnetramon for exactly that reason. And there might even be decks where you want to play both. Just keep it in the back of your mind as another option if you need to get some emergency recovery going. Next, we have Blade of the True, which is a yellow option card that costs two and reads trigger draw plus one. So draw a card for every two security cards you have. And then the security effect triggers the main effect. Now, this card can often draw you two cards for just two memory. And yes, it is a dead card when you have one or fewer security. But for the majority of the game, it's going to at least replace itself. And if you need to cycle through your deck and get to certain cards, I think you could do a lot worse than Blade of the True. I just really love the fact that the ceiling or the best effect you can get out of this card is quite high. The floor is also very low. It could draw you nothing. But I think that more often than not, you're going to be happy to see this card. And in the decks I've played this card, more often than not, I'm happy to see it. Happy to get that draw power going. Next, we're going to talk about a green card. And the card I wanted to talk about for green is Kokuamon. Now, this is a four-cost level three with 2,000 DP. It costs one to Digivolve, but it has a great inheritable effect. When this Digimon is level six or higher, it gets security attack plus one. Now, I have often extolled the virtues of Security Attack Plus One on this show. I love Security Attack Plus One, one of my favorite effects in the game. And the reason that I put Kokuamon here is because this is the only example of Security Attack Plus One in green in 1.0. This is your chance to get Security Attack Plus One in green. Now, the one cost to Digivolve on a level three is expensive. Most level threes are 
zero. But green has some of the cheapest Digimon to Digivolve, so you can more than make up for it further along in your Digivolution stack with some of the savings you're making there. I wanted to thank Mitch for suggesting this one. I've been hot and cold on it myself, but I think that, as with all of these cards, in the right deck, in the right setup, it can do some real work, and it's another one that your opponents are not going to be expecting. Just the one card for green, and we're going to move on to purple. Now, the card I want to talk about for purple is Darkness Claw. Now, Darkness Claw is a one-cost option card that gives you plus 3,000 DP to one of your Digimon as a main effect, and as a security effect, it gives you plus two memory. Now, I already talked about the virtues of the main effect when I talked about Mad Dog Fire, which is the same effect, but in blue. So the security effect is what I wanted to talk about, and the security effect is where this card shines. It can really limit your opponent's options on their turn, giving them much less memory to play with. Two is a big swing, and sometimes it can even end their turn completely. And in purple, you're often going to be memory choking your opponent, so the end your turn scenario is going to come up more often than it might in other decks. I mean, Gaia Force can destroy one of your opponent's Digimon. Darkness Claw can destroy their turn. That's pretty good if you can get it consistently happening. So if your plan is to choke your opponent, you might want to consider including Darkness Claw. Then we move on to our final card for the episode. We're moving on to black and the card is Atomic Ray. This is a black option card that costs three and it unsuspends one of your Digimon with Blocker. But the security effect is where this card really shines because this unsuspends all of your blockers and gives them plus 5,000 DP for the rest of the turn. So this effect, it just stops attacks dead. Your opponent can't attack over your blockers anymore, and their attack just is dead in the water. It's a really great defensive card, and it really plays into what Black wants to do with playing lots of blockers. And I've also seen the main effect be used to great effect. It can unsuspend a blocker after an attack so it can attack again for the win, or you can just take out a security guard and then reset your blocker so it's still ready to block, giving it virtual reboot. Now, this is the card on the list that I've had used against me the most, actually, because it's used by one specific player at my LGS, who I always manage to get matched against, and this card always gets a groan out of me, and it keeps beating me because the matchup is really bad with my deck. So of all the cards, I think Atomic Ray is the one that I can guarantee you is going to do some work in a deck. And with that, we come to the end of the episode. Now, it's really easy to fall into the trap of only considering the staples when you're building your deck because they're really powerful cards. But there's many cards that go kind of underutilized or not used when in the right setting, in the right deck, with the right strategy, they could be superstars. They could be fantastic. So it pays to keep your mind open when deck building. You never know when you're going to hit on a diamond in the rough. And when that happens, you get to have what's probably my favorite trading card game interaction, which is when your opponent looks at your card, says, wait, it does what? And then they realize they're about to get hosed by a card they've never even heard of. As someone who likes to be a bit show-offy with the way that they build their decks, That's an interaction I absolutely love. And if you get a handle on these diamonds in the rough and you learn to look outside of the box for good effects, you're going to get to have that interaction more and more often. And that brings us to the end of the episode and to our listener question for the week. The question is, what is your hidden gem? What's the card that you think is awesome that nobody seems to be playing? 
tweet your answer using the hashtag hashtag memory gauge podcast or comment on the listener question post in our Facebook group memory gauge podcast and you might receive a shout out at the top of next week's episode. Don't forget to tune in to the 1.0 release live stream at twitch.tv slash EFMG on Friday, February 12th, 7pm Eastern Standard Time. And also tune in to the USA vs. Spain webcam tournament presented by HGaming and commentated by Sanaku and yours truly, kicking off Friday at 9am PST, Pacific Standard Time. Relevant links, everything's going to be in the show notes. If you have any questions, feedback, comments, or concerns, tweet at me at ConnorEFMG or email me at memorygagepodcast at gmail.com or join our Facebook group. I'm always happy to hear from you listeners and new episodes come out each week, so be sure to follow the Memory Gauge podcast on your podcast service of choice to stay up to date. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Memory Gauge, logging out.